Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Hello, I'm Chad Mitchell. David Finch. Back. Glad to be back with you on the podcast. I had a little bit of trouble collecting my thoughts here because we just got done <laughs> laughing about something David and I did here. But we're ready for the podcast, and we're, we're glad you're uh, back with us. We're going to be studying tonight um, about kind of maybe asking a question. Would you die for the Lord? So kind of think about that um, as we get into our study here. But first, um, as always, if you have a question, the email's in the link. Um, send us an email. Um, we can give us your phone number. We'll call you, text you, whatever. If you have something bothering you or something you you want to study, um, we'll, we'll be happy to. And and always, if you're in the area, uh, 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 Blackfoot, Idaho, Southeast Idaho, stop in and worship with us. We'd love to have you. Um, I think we had our first visitor Sunday of the year, at least for the summer season, um, on Sunday. And yep. it, it was kind of nice to see someone new. And I know it's the start of the travel season, so we look forward to always having visitors. And uh, we'll welcome you uh, with open arms and uh, we'd love to have you. So if you're in the area, but some people, we, if you listen here in Blackfoot, uh, come worship with us, 10 o'clock. Please. 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings uh, for our class and uh, 11 o'clock for worship services. We'd love to have you. So, um, let's see. I think that's pretty much it. So, there you go. Let's get started. Let's, get started. let's dive right in. <laughs> Would you die for the Lord? That's right. So, we, um, funny how I, I kind of got onto this topic. I was sitting down with a lady um, that we ran into, and, you know, kind of an occupational hazard. I brought up God into the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we started talking about the apostles and how they were so willing to die for Christ. And she said something along the line. She said, you know, I hope that if I'm faced with death, that I will stand for Christ. And I said, you know, that's something that, that we all hope for, you know, that we would all stay true to the Lord. Because when you think about it, that is exactly what is being talked about in Deuteronomy 6, 5. When God says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is the the love that we are called to have for Him. We should be able and willing to die for Him, to lay our lives down for Him. Now, the last couple of weeks, we, we've been digging into the Old Testament characters, we, we talked about David and how he's the man after God's own heart. Then we talked about Joseph last week and how through everything, he kept God first in his life. Now this week, we're going to be get, digging into the book of Daniel. Because in there, there's four different there's four different people who were willing to put their life on the line yeah. professing God. The yeah, and just not only on the line, but defying the the highest authority. That's right. You know, going against the highest authority. Yes. And when you think about that, it, any you know, in our nation, maybe it's the Supreme Court. That's or, right. Or the president. You know, 
or a four-star general. I don't yeah. know. Or, or even just police in, in general. You well, know? you know, and I think of, like, in North Korea. I think yeah. it's North Korea where, you know, if you even yeah. speak ill, it's death sentence, right? Sure. Where even facing him, someone like him, so, yeah, imagine facing going certain death. Against Kim Jong-un, okay? Is that his name? Okay. Yeah. And saying, you're an idiot. <laughs> serve the Lord. Okay, okay, just imagine that, okay? First of all, you sh- if you do serve the Lord, you shouldn't be saying that anyway. Okay, but, right. but, but yes. <laughs> but it gets to be like going against that or, or, Putin, right. or, or Putin. Or, or if, if he tells you that you have to bow to him and you say, no, I'm not going to bow to you. Yeah. I bow to God alone. And I guess the first thing we think of when we think of those leaders is Americans have been kidnapped. Yeah. Would you want to be kidnapped and go against them? That's right. Because that's what would happen. And, you know, so... That's that, all I'm saying. That, that, that That's what Daniel did. And, and, and what's interesting is um, Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar actually took over Jerusalem. And that's what, and he, he took into captive Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so this is what we see. And this is actually how Daniel starts out. Daniel 1 in verse 7. I bring this out because... Notice here, they had no control over their life whatsoever. When you are brought into slavery, you yeah. have no control. Yep. So the the chief eunuch of the king, it says, to them the chief of the eunuchs gave names. So here the chief eunuch is changing the names of Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Ezariah. Now, those were the, the four. The, he changed their names. So he gave Daniel the name of Belshazzar to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Ezariah, Abednego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you know how to pronounce that name? <clears throat> Which one? Daniel's name. Uh, Belshazzar. 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 Yeah. I always get hung up on that one. <laughs> so anyway... If you think about it, you know, they were taken into captive. They had to learn a new language. But on top of that, they couldn't even go by their given name. Yeah, and I mean, uh, how many of us have had a nickname given to us? Right. You know, by a group of friends or whatever, nickname. Yep. Barracuda was given to me. Yeah, (laughs) sometimes we like it, sometimes we don't. Yeah. You know, Uh, we we don't really have a choice in a nickname. Yeah. Um, And... Yeah, they had no choice. They yeah. they were they were the lowest on the totem pole. That's right, and and they had to they had to go by that name, like you know. And and I think about it, like when your parents would call your name, growing up, like you had a special ear to your name. No one else could hear your name being called, but you could. That's because it's it's your name, and, and you you yeah. listen for it almost. So then ignore all that and now you have to to try to remember to be called by a different name yeah i mean but this just shows that they had no control over anything in their life but then when you look at verse eight can you read this chad yeah says but daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself so, in this, to kind of get the backstory, 
the king wanted to give his delicacies, the king's delicacies, his meats, and all that stuff to the ones that are brought into slavery that are going to be serving the king in about three years. So yeah. they're going to be going to school for three years, learning how to serve the king and all that, and then they're going to serve in front of the king. Yeah. And so the king is offering his delicacies. So it's actually... Well, it's it a, good a good thing. offer. It's, it's, a, great it's offer. a very beautiful offer. The king doesn't eat terrible. That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't eat rotten food. And, and you know. The way I understand it is, it, it's basically what the king eats. You That's get right. to eat what the king eats. Yeah. But because of Daniel being a Jew. Yeah. This next verse. Oh, I'm dying to read it. Yeah. Go ahead. Because this this is this is the thing kind of sets the theme through. Uh, the book of Daniel, because in verse 9 he says, Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. You know, and he's explaining, we're going to get to that, but God that's right. is helping Daniel here. That's right. And, you know, and that's what's beautiful. And we also seen that with, jo- with Joseph last week yeah. as well. But, yeah. you know, even while he's being taken captive, that does not mean that they're out of God's control, mm-hmm. right? Where God still has control over the situation. Mm-hmm. However, this is for their good. This is to bring about something else. <laughs> and, you know, just like with Joseph, he had to go through the slavery. He had to be brought low in order to be standing in front of the Pharaoh. Yeah, and here, God, we're going to see the same thing with Daniel. Yeah, and, and God put him in favor with the eunuch. That's right. And he kind of puts the eunuch in a bad spot. He does it, and in fact, the eunuch... He's fear, he's fear, he's like, oh, great. The eunuch could have lost his life yeah. if he listened to Daniel mm-hmm. and giving him only vegetables and water. And, and he actually expresses that in verse 10. Mm-hmm. But then Daniel says, give us 10 days. Do this for 10 days. If, if it's not working out, then you know what? I'll start eating the king's delicacies. And then, but lo and behold, 10 days later, he looked better than everyone else that was getting the king's delicacies. So, but it took a lot of trust on the eunuch side in Daniel. Yeah. And And, and it was tough for the the eunuch to, uh, you know, stick his neck out like that. That's right. Because in that day, I mean, if he could be killed in an instant. (laughs) That's right. He could die. Yeah, the king could be like, you know what, I'm done with this. Off with your head. You know? Just like like with any king, (laughs) you don't tell the king no. Yeah. But, you know, because Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself, and we see in Leviticus 11, 45 and 46, they had strict meat restrictions. And so they couldn't eat a lot of, we say pork a lot, because I love bacon. Chicken sure. was something that they couldn't have. They yeah. couldn't have swine. Well, you know, the, the king's delicacies, delicacies were a part of what they could not eat. Yeah. So by Daniel eating it, he would defile himself. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, this is right after he was brought into slavery. He has no control over his life whatsoever. But yet, even at that, he would not defile himself. Uh, and, and I think us in America, we don't really understand how big a deal this was. Until I hear people who go to the Middle East and go uh, to some of the countries where there is no pork, basically. Yeah. And, I mean, there's so many restrictions, and it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like breaking the law. But even, even on top of that, Daniel is risking his life. Yeah. Daniel is 
Daniel could die just yeah, refusing the, the, the king. king could be like, you know what? Bring in the next ten, whatever. Yeah, you know what? It, it's not worth it. Kill yeah. him. Yeah. And but Daniel was willing, right here, even at the beginning, willing to give his life to not defile himself. And, and what I mean by defiling himself is it would be sinful. God commanded not to do it, and so he won't do it. He he's not going to go against what God has commanded him, mm-hmm. and and so that is something for us to recognize as Christians. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Do not go against what God says. Yeah, Daniel didn't didn't care what what was going to happen to him. The only thing that he cared about is that he was serving God and doing what God wanted him to. That's right. And you know, and so. Already starting off, this is what we see in Daniel. Yeah, right off the bat. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is actually also a part of this, not defiling themselves. Um, I'm going to... I just shot their name out there, but later I'm going to be getting to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. This part is now just... This first part, just about Daniel. And then when you skip over... That's if we don't get off track here. So we'll we'll try to stay on track. That does happen quite a bit. (laughs) 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 So if you skip over... To Daniel chapter 6, you see more. So now Nebuchadnezzar has come and gone. Now he's under Darius's reign. So Darius is now king. And during the reign of, of Darius, um, Daniel was one of the three governors put over the land, over the satraps, to keep tabs and make sure that that the king doesn't lose anything. But more than this, Darius was considering to put Daniel over the whole realm. Well, this, of course, upset the rest of the governors and the satraps. They did not like this idea. This this man from Judah, this, this Jew, is now going to be in charge. You know, he's supposed to be a slave. What is going on here? Mm-hmm. And so, verses 4 and 5... Here it says, so the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, what shall we, or we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So they couldn't find any fault with Daniel. But here's here's a beautiful piece that can be very easily overlooked. It says, because Daniel was faithful. Now, they couldn't find any fault simply because he was faithful. There's a lot of people out there that think that they can be Christians, and they can be faithful to God, but then their dealings out in the, the world can be crooked. Yeah. Or, you know, say they're... They're a boss, and so they can be nasty bosses, and they think it's okay because they're faithful to God. Well, if you're faithful to God, then all of your dealings are true and honest. Yeah. That's why that's why they couldn't find any fault in Daniel, because all of his dealings are truthful and honest. You know, just like it says in Proverbs 11, 1, dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but yeah. a just weight is his delight. So because Daniel was faithful to the Lord, all of his dealings were true. All of his dealings were honest. Yeah. That's why they couldn't find any fault with him. Well, because hey, he was faithful. You think, I mean, obviously there was some jealousy here too. 
oh, you know, they're, oh, they're way jealous of him, mm-hmm. and um, and so they seek to tear him down. You know, yeah, we're gonna, uh, you know, Daniel, you know, you could just hear him. He didn't work for that. He didn't, you know, he just got everything handed to him. You know, yeah, they. And a lot of times people don't realize what a person like that has been through. Well, and you know what? I, you brought up a good point. I never actually thought about this, but because God was with them. Yeah. Have you ever been around that person that no matter what he does, it just works out for him? Yeah. And it just kind of irritates you, you mm-hmm. know, like he never has to. Mm-hmm. I, I think of like baseball. Mm-hmm. I had a friend. No matter what he did, he was just always good at baseball. He mm-hmm. didn't practice. He didn't. He was just naturally talented. Man, that bugged me because I'm like, I work so hard, and then <laughs> you, you, it's like you're not even trying, you, you know. know? Uh, I, I hate to say that I'm kind of maybe that you were guy, my friend, that yeah. guy. So, I'm a, <laughs> I mean, welding was came natural to me, you know, a lot of things like that. Yeah, you were always around it though, yeah. But it, uh, I didn't, man, I didn't work as hard as I c- should have, yeah, you know, in school or whatever. And and uh, and you know, a lot of people think that. That you just got everything handed to you, you know. Yeah. But but uh, maybe some of these guys didn't see the process that Daniel had to go through. I mean, he was a slave to start with. That's right. Do they know that? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe not. But they're jealous of him. Yeah. And they're gonna tear him down. They're gonna find something. Yeah. You know. But because they couldn't find fault with his work or any then any they of had his to dealings, get super creative. Then they had to get together and try to find a way. Mm-hmm. They had to figure out a way to get. The king to go against what his God commanded. Yeah. Now that's something. Now is where they get um, dis, dis, um, deceptive. Deceptive. Yeah. And so that that's when they get together and come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. Continuing on in verse seven through nine. Do you want to read that? Yeah, sure. In, in Daniel six, chapter six, seven, seven through, through nine, nine. says all the governors of the king and administrators and straps and counselors and advisors have counseled um, together to establish a royal statue and to make a firm decree that whoever um, petitions any god or man for thirty days, except you, O king shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish decree and sign the writings so that it cannot be changed according to the law uh, to be... Um, what is that? The Medes oh, and Persians. Changed, changed according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Daenerys signed the writing decree. So here's something. So they... You can see them playing to the pride of the king. Yeah. You know, King, you are the only one worthy yep. to be bowed down to. Mm-hmm. So if any man for 30 days bows to God or man, you know, any petition, he's he's talking about praying anything. To anyone but the king. To anyone but the king is to be immediately cast into the, the den of lions. <laughs> and you could just see the king. <sighs> That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't mind people kind of recognizing how great I am. Yeah. You know? Playing to his, you know. Sure. Because, especially as a king, yeah. <laughs> this sounds great I to mean, me. I love sometimes watching old, uh, you know, medieval movies or whatever. And it seems like there's always that one guy that's just talking in the king's ear, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just always like, hey, you know what you should do, you know? Yeah. And, and it seems like that's what these guys were. Yeah. They're talking in the ear of the king. Prepping him up, propping him up, you know, 
and, preying on his ego. Yeah. You know. And you know, notice how it cannot be changed according to Darius's law. Yeah. To the Medes and Persians, it cannot be altered. And and so all they have to do is get King Darius to sign it. Yeah. And then then they just all they have to do is sit back and watch Daniel. Yeah. Because they know. They've already studied him. That's right. It's a perfect plot. <laughs> and it didn't take long at all for them well, to watch The next him. verse it's right in there. That's the next right. verse. 10 through 15. I'll, I'll go ahead and read this. So 10 through 15. It says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his window open towards Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And when and they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within thirty days... Except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. The king answered and said, This thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. So they answered and said before the king, Now this is how you know that they have a problem against Daniel. Uh, They answered and said before the king, That Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, does not show due regard for you, O king. Or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him, and he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men approached the king and said to the king, Now, or know, O king, that it is the law of the Medes and Persians, that no decree or statute which the king established may be changed. So, I'd like to point out a few things. Yeah, here. me too, man. So, <laughs> so notice as soon as Daniel heard that the decree was signed, he didn't change. He didn't change. Mm-mm. And notice how it said he opened his window towards Jerusalem, yeah, and prayed. But notice it was his custom. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a command of God to do no. that, to open no, the window. No, it's just what he did. It's what he's always done to praise God. Mm-hmm. And this is what he has always done to give God the glory. That's not going to change. He yeah. doesn't know. Who, he doesn't care who knows it. It's not going to change. And it was his custom. It probably wasn't. <laughs> he opened the windows, you know, just, uh, and uh, it's not that, that that he wanted people to see him. It's just what he did. It, it probably was just, like, he probably liked to look out. Yeah, and and meditate and and, and it pray. says it was it was towards Jerusalem, which is his. Mm-hmm. Th- that was his homeland, you know. Yeah. That that's where it wasn't like he was. That's going, where God was, you know. It wasn't like he was going out on the street corner, right? And and getting in front of everybody and making a big scene. He was basically by himself, and I'm sure that the these folks had to uh, work to see him do it. Yeah. You know, they probably had to get position themselves. Well, and I always, I, I've always imagined. You know, he would open the window and and kneel at the window and pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, it, it doesn't say that. That's just kind of my my yeah, picture sure. in my head sure. for them to see it because it says he was in the upper room. Who knows how the setting was? Mm-hmm. But they knew that they could catch him because they've seen him doing this before, and so that that's what they did. And and he didn't change because that's how he has always mm-hmm. chose 
God honor. Yeah. Just like, you know, anytime we go out to eat, mm-hmm. we bow our heads and pray. Mm-hmm. So if someone writes a decree saying we can't pray, yeah. well, I'm still going to do it because that's mm-hmm. it's always been my custom. Sure. You know? But, it, um, so anyway, <clears throat> did you have something else? Yeah, I was going to talk about verse 14. Yes. So one thing that's interesting to me, because it says, And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased for himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Because he knew he had to do it at the end of the day. And he's like, oh, man. You could just it, you could just see his look in his face, just his countenance fall, you might yeah. say. Of, because, and that shows the respect he had for Daniel. And the love he had for him. Yeah, he wasn't displeased with Daniel. No. He was displeased with himself. Yeah, that, was, why he, did I sign this? Yeah, why did I do this? He he realized then exactly what had happened and how he'd been kind of bamboozled, you yeah. know, by these men. And he tried all day to figure out a way to get Daniel off. And then what's funny from is punishment. they come to him in verse 15. They're like, come on, king. You said. That's right. You said. So they're like, it's kind of like uh, mom and mom and dad, you know. But mom said, but mom said, you know, or whatever, yeah. uh, that that I get to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. They approached him and said, come on, King. Well, they were like hanging him on his word. Like, yeah. you can't change it. Yeah. This is the law of the Medes and uh-huh. Persians. Yeah. You can't change it. And yeah. so he had no choice. Yeah. He had to throw him into the lion's den. He was not happy about it mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. He was very upset about it. Yeah. And that's uh, what's funny is that's what I was going to bring out too. Yeah, I mean, he was upset at himself. Yeah, he was mad at himself because he, he, he was knew. Like, Why did I let my yeah. pride get in the way? Yeah, he knew what happened. <laughs> yeah, and um, he was remorseful. And so, continuing on nineteen to twenty three, and I know we're just kind of walking through Daniel six, but this is just—it's really powerful. And, and looking at what goes on. So 19 to 23. Do you want to read that, Chad? Yeah. So Daniel chapter 6. Can I read from 18? Yeah. Okay. Now the king went to his place because he had just uh, cast Daniel, gave the command to cast Daniel into the lion's den. Um, And, you know, just a little bit about the lion's den. These are hungry lions. Yeah. And, I, you know, we've seen them at the zoo. They're pretty happy because they just had dinner. I would. I can't even imagine what a hungry lion would be like. But they'll eat everything. Let alone I've, the den of them. I've heard that lions will even eat the bones. I mean, they'll eat everything. Yeah. So, so he's been cast into this lion's den. Another thing to point out too is um, the king says, "I hope your God can help you." That's right. You know, he's. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, your God, whom you serve continually, He will deliver you. That's what the king said. Yeah. So how much is Daniel preached to the to the to the uh, king? That's not his God, by the way. That's no. not Darius's God. But he recognizes that he's powerful, Amen. and he's like the God you serve. I'm confident. He's confident right there. He will deliver you. Yeah. So continue in verse 18. Now the king went to his place and said, uh, and spent the night fasting, and no. Um, Musicians were brought before him. Also, his sleep went from him. So he probably had his own uh, orchestra playing music, (laughs) uh, sleeping music for him all night long. Can you imagine being on that? Singing lullabies to him. Can you imagine being on that detail? (laughs) 
<laughs> what do you do? Oh, I play music for the king all night while he's sleeping. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Continue verse 19. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went to ha- haste to the den of lions. So he, he can't wait yeah. to get over there. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you served continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth, so that they have not hurt me, because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, I have done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury whatsoever was found on him because he um, because he believed in his God. So can you imagine being thrown into the lion's den and having a peaceful night's sleep with the lions? <laughs> no, <laughs> Daniel slept better than the king. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel's like, why were you all so upset? Yeah. (laughs) I had a good night's rest. Yeah, I'm good. But God's seen him through it. And not even a scratch on him. Now, have you seen the claws on the lion? Oh, sure, yeah. The claws alone could rip you apart. Yeah, I mean, it's not something you want to mess with. I mean... So even even not... God didn't just shut the mouth of the lion. He made him tame before him. uh, you You might... Like, if... In, you know, I'm start trying to think of like David. He killed a lion, a lion. Okay, with his bare hands. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and like uh, Samson, you know, killed a lion with his bare hands. Yeah, Samson. That I was thinking. Yeah. Samson, and then Daniel with his slingshot, whatever, or you know, however. Yeah. The thing is, it wasn't a pack of lions. It was a lion. Yeah. Okay. Here's and a that's pack. impressive. Yeah. Here, <laughs> well, sure. And and. And here's a pack of lions. Here's oh, not man. just one, but many. And there's no way you would ward them off. There's no, no way. Because the you'd be fighting one, the other would be behind you. You're toast. That's you're right. Done. You're done. Just that quick, you know. And uh, so it, you can't deny that God had a hand in this. It's, an angel came and shut the mouths of the lions. Yeah. Now, this next verse tells us yeah. how hungry those lions really were. So, absolutely. And, you know, so then you see God's beautiful plan unfolding. Like, Mm -hmm. as we talked about last week, God always has a plan, right? (laughs) As we continue, we see God's beautiful plan unfolding. Because we see what Darius does later on. But, like you were talking about, verse 24. Yeah. Can you just read that part real fast? Yeah, it says, And the king gave the command, and they brought those men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions them, their children and their wives and the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den so this was like at the entrance yeah these same lions that would not touch Daniel Mm -hmm. they ripped them to shreds before they even hit the floor before they even hit the floor yeah before they even got to the the pit of the den and that is something right there. That says something about what God did for them. That's Daniel. how hungry they were. That's how yeah. vicious and wild those animals were. That's how were. vicious they were. Yeah, and the, and and they and that they part didn't actually even touch wasn't Daniel. in my lesson. Yeah. I know they didn't even touch Daniel. Nope, not even a scratch on him. It's amazing. Like, I mean, just that alone. 
now let's bring it bring it full circle would you that's what we're saying would you die for the lord that's would right. you do this would you do, would you be cast know that you're going to get cast into the lion's den and still serve god would you do that do you love god that much yeah do you love god with all your heart soul and strength mm-hmm. knowing you're going to be thrown into the lion's den still refusing to bow yeah still refusing to go against what god has commanded yeah that's something that is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's what makes Daniel so special. Yeah. And then, so here's God's beautiful plan unfolding, 25 through 28. It I says, know you didn't have that one in your in your uh, lesson. I know. But it, it just kind of... I was kinda, trying to tie it in, but I was like, that's just off subject. It, it ties <laughs> it in because it shows you, uh, you know, I guess justice for, for Daniel. Yeah. Um, that his accusers... Got what they deserved. Mm-hmm. You know. Darius recognized what they did. Yeah. And this is what Daniel was saying. When you um, look up, Daniel was like, God found me faultless before you. Yeah. I was. I had no I have, fault with you either. I, I have done no, I have not wronged you. I have not King. wronged you at all. Yeah. And that's when he's like, okay, so these people that <laughs> made me do this to you, mm-hmm. not only did they get punished. Mm-hmm. Their, their family, children, their, their children, wives. their wives. Yeah, it, man, they were no more. And that's something that the uh, that family we don't face today either. The family chain stopped there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's something that we typically don't face today. If let's say our dad mm-hmm. did something wrong, and he, and he if, gets thrown to prison, not us. Yeah, yeah. But in that time, that was actually kind of more common. The whole family. So yeah. the whole family suffered mm-hmm. because of their poor action. Yeah. You know, because of what they did. And mm-hmm. there there had to have been so many of them because, you know, when you back up to when they wrote the oh. decree. And none was, of them hit the ground. None of them. Yeah. Their bones were all broke. And they... It was, it was the governors, the administrators, the satraps, the counselors, and advisors. Yeah. Imagine... All of them... I don't know how many people that is in each one, you know. Well, imagine how many lions were in this den, you know. There must have been a bunch of them. And they must have been hungry. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they were hungry. (laughs) They couldn't eat Daniel all night, you know. And, and of course, then we can ask the obvious question. What's a a den of lions doing laying around, you know? (laughs) For this purpose, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. What's the point of having a den of lions? I mean. you could throw people in it. I guess. I don't know what the point was. It wasn't a zoo. Yeah. Was I mean... No. Well, I mean, just like the the fiery furnace. <laughs> Why do you have one of those around? Yeah, what's the furnace for? I don't know. But, yeah. But anyways, that's beside the point. We can ask. They had they had so many different ways. Maybe they just didn't want to have a big, uh, a big building for... You know, prisoners. You I don't know? know. I just know that. Take no prisoners alive, I guess. Well, maybe the, the, the den of lions was for this purpose only. I have no idea. I mean, mm. I guess it's a good way of getting rid of bodies. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and getting rid of the evidence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so you have all of that going on. And you see the, the lions just devouring all the others. Well, and we got to look at it like this. Okay, what can we learn from this? Well, we learned that, you know, sometimes regardless of the punishment, we have to do what God says. That's right. You know, regardless. Our, Whether we know we're going to get thrown into a den of lions, we have to do what he says. Yeah. 
but God is going to deliver us. Maybe not not like this in yeah. the lion's den, but eternal punishment, mm-hmm. that's what God is going to deliver us from. Yeah. That is what He promises us. And mm-hmm. this is a beautiful foreshadowing of God is going to be there for us. Mm-hmm. We put Him first. Maybe we will die for the Lord. But you know what? The second death, as Revelation we talks about. we got to get to the next one. Yeah. Because that one, there's a point there that you just That's brought right. up that we'll save for the next one. And so, after this, I'll just kind of run through this. Darius, King Darius, wrote a decree to everyone to fear and tremble the God of Daniel. Mm-hmm. And remember, the decrees that he signs, according to the Medes and Persians, yeah, they can't be cannot be undone. Yeah. Everyone had to fear and tremble the God of Daniel. Mm-hmm. So that's the beautiful Isn't plan of something? God unfolding. Which way? Where's that at? By one man, twenty-five through twenty-eight. Um, of the same verse. Uh, Daniel of, chapter of six. six? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, really, in verse twenty-six, he's like, "I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel." Yeah. For he is a living God and steadfast forever. A kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues, and his works, signs, and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions? So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Yeah. So even after Darius... Mm-hmm. He, he prospered. So all the, the three kings, you had Nebuchadnezzar, Darius, and Cyrus. Mm-hmm. He prospered through all of them yeah. because the Lord was with him, because he put God first. The Lord was with him because he was with the Lord. But he was willing to die for the Lord. you know. And that's, that's the ultimate proof that you love the Lord with every fiber of your being. You know, <clears throat> and... Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Yeah. So they they begin to fear the Lord. Now you have hope of of having them grow in wisdom because they fear the Lord now. So the the entire kingdom of Darius turned and feared and trembled the God of Daniel. But then now you want let's to read go. Proverbs one seven. Yeah, that was Proverbs one seven. Oh, it was. Yeah, the fear of the Lord is the beginning oh, of knowledge. Okay. okay, good. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So now let's turn our attention now to the next to the favorite three. one. The next favorite. Daniel one. chapter three. This is where we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These are the other three that came from Judah. The same time Daniel did. So they were enslaved with Daniel, and they were brought up before the king as well. But here we see the bold and faithfulness of them. In Daniel 3, we see that Nebuchadnezzar built a statue that stood 60 cubits tall. So in Israel, a cubit was about 18 inches. But in Babylon, a cubit was about 20 inches. So... It was anywhere from like 90 to 100 feet tall. Mm-hmm. And it was a golden statue standing 100 feet tall. Let's just say you can't miss this thing. No. This is a huge statue, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, King Nebuchadnezzar had it in his head that everyone, when they hear the psaltery, when they hear the the lyre, the, hoop, the, the flute and all that, everyone bow to this statue that I have erected. Mm-hmm. Notice... 
the pride there oh, yeah. that I have erected. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused. Mm-hmm. No, we will not bow. Mm-hmm. And then we see 13 through 26. So we're going to read all of this, and then we're going to kind of go back through it and, and look at it so we can get the, the full picture here. It says, the Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, so this is after they refused to bow, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. He's mad. He's very mad. Very mad. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image that which I have set up? This is the part where I'd pee down both legs. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> this is bad. Okay, this is bad. This is the king that took me into slavery here. And this now I'm going would... to upset him. I'm sorry. This would not be comfortable. No, it wouldn't. No. But he says, so he says, now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the, the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made... Good, but if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. The Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. His countenance changed. Yeah, you can almost see it like I, I watch movies and, you know, when somebody says something to them, you just see their face, their whole demeanor on their face changes. That's what happened with, with Nebuchadnezzar uh, right there. My welding instructor, which actually was the same welding instructor my dad had, I had him too. Oh, wow. So he'd been around for a while. Yeah. And he'd get so mad at us that the vein, there was a vein that started popping out <laughs> on the forehead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh boy, Bob's mad now. You know, and he was mad. I mean, he's just giving us the business, you know. It was usually something stupid we had done. We didn't clean something up or whatever, you know. But you could just imagine this just infuriated the king. Yeah. Because he's got these three guys, and I'm going to teach them a lesson. Yeah. Seven times hotter than it's usually heated. Mm -hmm. And when it's usually heated, it kills people. Mm -hmm. Clearly. But seven times more hot. And then continuing on in verse 20, it says, And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Now, notice in verse 21, he says, "These Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego now that's a hot fire that's a hot fire and these three men Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego fell down into the midst of the burning fiery furnace then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished 
And he arose in haste and spoke, saying, <coughs> excuse me, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. <laughs> then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. <laughs> then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. So these... Now remember, <clears throat> they were bound. They were bound. And then they fell down in... But notice, they were in all of their clothes. Yeah. Which are flammable, by the way. Mm-hmm. And they were unharmed. They mm-hmm. didn't even when they came out. I didn't read it, but they didn't even smell like smoke. <clears throat> so they didn't even smell like they were in there. But how he says the fourth man is like the Son of God. Yeah, isn't it? This something? is Nebuchadnezzar that does not serve yeah. the living God. What does he know about the Son of God? Yeah, exactly. One, and how does he know what the Son of God looks like? But this is now. This is a beautiful foreshadowing for us. That it was always a part of God's plan that the Son of God was going to save man from eternal hellfire. Yeah. And so, and that's kind of uh, off topic, but that's just a beautiful foreshadowing going on. That's another rabbit hole we could go down. The thing that's interesting, (laughs) I think, number 27, did you read that? No, read it. Um, it says, and the straps, administrators, and governors, and the king's counselors gathered together, and they saw these men. You could just imagine they gathered around. They're like, "What in the world? They just come walking out of this fiery furnace." Uh, you're gonna—that's gonna warrant an inspection, right? Yeah. Of these men, like, what's the deal here? Uh, and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Now, Dave, we've all burnt weeds, okay? Yeah. We've all, I think that's probably the biggest one, like burned grass and weeds, and usually in the spring, okay? Right. When it's dry, and we're trying to clean up everything so that for the spring so that the new grass can come in. I have lost many a... Eyebrow, <laughs> yeah, eyelash, you know, uh, arm, arm hair, yeah. Oh yeah, it singes real easy. Yep. Okay. Maybe a campfire, you kind of campfire too hot or whatever. It doesn't take much to singe the hair on your arm. Yeah. Or Good point. Or or, or, your, or your eyebrows, and that's just a small fire of of leaves or grass. Yeah. Or whatever. And it can come at you so quick. And all of a sudden, you look at your eyebrows and there's these little singed hairs, you know. Yeah. I've known people lose their whole eyebrow, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that looks funny. But anyways. And then the next point, you you walk and do nothing but walk past a fire. And you're smelling smoke for two hours. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's in your clothes. It's in your... You know, on your skin, whatever. Did you ever growing up go to Bible camp? Mm. And at night we'd always sit around a bonfire. Mm. Yeah. And then when I got home, like fire. When I got home, mm-hmm. I loved unpacking because I it smelt like that smoke. Yeah. And that was what, like it, that wasn't my favorite part. I like being at Bible camp, but yeah. the 
that was like the best part when I got home. I got to open it up and like experience it again because mm-hmm. I I smelt my clothes mm-hmm. that smelt like that campfire. Yeah, and that's just standing around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, um, that there was none of that on these guys. Yeah, none of that. Yeah, and it's just amazing. Yeah, but then then to go back up to the top. Okay, here's something that I wanted to to bring out. Notice when. Nebuchadnezzar was furious with him, and he says, okay, now I'm going to play it again. I'm going to do all this again, and if you bow, great. But then they didn't even allow the king to do it. They said, we have no need. Like, you don't need to do this. We're not going to do it. Yeah. You know, our God is able to deliver us. Mm -hmm. But then notice at the next verse, he says, Verse 28. Oh. No, not 28 yet. He says, um, uh, verse 18. Okay. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods. Yeah. So they were willing to die in that fiery furnace. They're like, maybe he is going to kill us in this. We're still not bowing. Yeah. If we do die, oh well, so be it. Yeah. They, and here's something that we need to consider as well. Yeah. They look towards the promise of what happens after this life. Mm-hmm. So would you... Would you be willing would you to be look to do past this? this life to look for the life after with Christ? Yeah. That's what they did. And they, they loved the Lord and they trusted in the Lord, even if He doesn't deliver us. You know, it brings out Matthew ten eighteen. He says, And do not fear those who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear Him who is able to destroy both soul and and body in hell. So they feared God because God could destroy their soul as well. The king can't do that. Mm-mm. The king can destroy his body, sure. No, the king has power. Yeah. Look, he was able to throw them in with little to no trial. And notice the the men that just brought them to the mouth of yeah, the fiery they furnace. They died. Mm-hmm. Because and, it was that hot. Well, and and two, it just shows you the the attitude of the king. It's worth losing a couple of my servants to to, to administer this punishment. He was that upset. Yeah, it, he didn't care. He just grab a couple more servants, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was so. Ha, that's how worth it it was for the king to punish them. That's right. He was willing to lose some of his own people. And and I just thought about this. In verse 27, the satraps, the administrators, the governors, mm-hmm. and the king's counselors. Do you think these are the same ones in chapter 6 that died? <laughs> hey, could I don't be. Know. I don't know. It's hard to know. <laughs> but So you see that they, they've they always trusted in the, um, the satraps, the administrators. This might be where the saying comes, you're playing with fire. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But, but they would not bow, even facing that death. Yeah. This is something that, when you're faced with it, that's the moment of truth. You know, we can we can sit here, Chad, all day long and say, I'd never deny the king. Yeah. Or I'd never deny Christ. Yeah. But when you're faced with it, just like Peter, he said he would never deny Christ. To the point of death, he would never deny Christ. And the, Yeah, he did when he was faced with it. Because that was the moment of truth. Yeah, and the common theme here is they they gave God all the glory. They did. None of them took credit for any of this. No, you know Daniel didn't. These guys, and and they to to the point of the king knew who delivered them. That's it right. wasn't them. 
Yeah. It was God. It was the God of Israel. Yeah. You know, that's what they referred to it as, right? The God of Israel. Yeah. Oh, well, they said, like, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I think they do they do use the term the 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 king or the god of Israel somewhere in here. I think they use that term somewhere. Pro- yeah, I think so. And which direction you want to go? Can I read a verse 28? Please do. Okay. It says uh, Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, "Blessed be the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him." And they have frustrated the king's word, or, um, yeah, have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. So, just like you said, they yielded their bodies. The king recognized this. Yeah. This is the king talking here. He recognized that they yielded up their bodies so that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own god. And then here comes another decree. That's right. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made an ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Then the king prompted, um, promoted. promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Now, what happened to this decree? Because this is before Daniel and Lions did. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought that maybe maybe the decree ends with the king. Oh, could be. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. How many times we got to go through this? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Darius remember this? You I know, know what's going yeah, on like, here. Yeah, we forgot to you know, and it's funny because like they say history repeats itself, and it sure does. I mean, because yeah, three more chapters over. And we're doing, we're going through this again, you know? <laughs> That's right. You know, but this is something that these stories, when you, when you take into consideration what they actually faced. Oh, like yeah. This, this certain death and to see, like you were saying, as I was reading it, like this is when the pee would be running down your oh, leg. Oh, Both yeah. sides, I'm sure. You know, because you don't realize the power the king had especially this king that yeah brought you over from slavery it's hard for us americans living in a democracy like we live in that's almost like us going over to um to uh nazi germany mm-hmm. you know during what's his name hitler hitler being a jew cuz yeah. these guys were jews yeah being a jew over during and facing hitler yeah yeah, it's the same thing. That, that's essentially what it is. And, and, man, that's something that you don't understand. No, we don't understand because we don't have this kind of punishment. It takes, and and especially, like, punishment for doing nothing wrong. You know? You think I'll silence my phone after the first time. <laughs> I meant to do that. But the thing is, yeah, silence your phones. <laughs> no, just kidding. You guys don't have to at home. I'm not going to hear it. Um, no, you would think that um, that they would that that they would. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, here's something else that we see. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, they served the king faithfully, even after being brought over into slavery. They still served the king before them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, this is why they were promoted. This is why, like, especially Daniel had so much respect from the kings because he served them faithfully. Well, like I was saying, they didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah. But it was, but they served up to the point that they asked them to go against God. Yeah. Oh, sure. They, They had all the reverence in the world for the king. That's right. And this is something that still should ring true for us today. As Christians, you know, we're blessed to live in a, a nation mm-hmm. that we have freedom of religion. But we've seen the government try to take our rights away, right? Mm-hmm. There may come a time when we cannot have freedom of religion. There may come a time, like what happened, they almost tried to make it to where we couldn't preach against homosexuality. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. We have to speak the whole counsel of God. But you know, as Romans thirteen tells us to be subject to governing authorities, we are subject to governing authorities up to the point that they tell us to go against what God commands, and that's something that we also see with Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They they served faithfully up to the point that they told them to go against what God has already commanded them mm-hmm. to do. Yep. And they stuck to their guns because the, they love the Lord with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. So it, there may come a time when we have to, we may be imprisoned for serving God. Mm-hmm. Go to prison. Mm-hmm. Serve Him. Maybe, maybe we will have to die. Mm-hmm. You know, like Peter on the upside down cross. Who knows what the future holds? If there is a future. But while it is still called today, let's live for the Lord. Let's live faithfully to Him while we still can. Because He will deliver us. And this Mm -hmm. is what we see through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Mm -hmm. and Daniel. God is going to deliver us from this present evil life. And we will have a crown of life with Him, with the Lord, if we remain faithful to Him. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're, that's what we need to do. And that's, as we see these men loving the Lord with all their heart, soul, and strength, willing to die for the Lord, that's what we, that's our goal, is to live like that. Mm-hmm. Did you have any? No, I mean, it's just um, a great story, you know, because they were able because they stood with God, they were rewarded mm-hmm. in the end there. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Yeah. They they were basically rewarded for their stance. And um, Just like Joseph. Yeah, same with Joseph. They came re- in a slave yeah. and was promoted up. They, they put all their trust in God, and they were rewarded. And, that's right. And, you know, that's there's a similarity there for us today because if we put all our trust in god what's the reward we have a reward yeah and that's being in heaven that's right you know and that's that's what this is all about don't sell out uh like all how many others sold out sold out here yeah you know there was only three the rest of them what are they doing they're bound to oh to the king four well Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Anyways, yeah, but 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 how many just bowed to the to, yeah. to the idol who who just gave up? 
Yeah, they're yeah. just like, well, the king said, you know, and and you know that that's just crazy. That they're, they're the only ones who yeah. who took a stand, and it had a huge impact. And notice how, like with Daniel, mm-hmm. one man changed the nation. Mm-hmm. Three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, changed the nation. You know, when we stand for the Lord and stand strong in the truth, maybe we can be the one that brings the nation to the Lord. I How love, beautiful would that be? Oh, man, yeah. I love the verse that you have here, John John fifteen twenty. Yes. Because this is, this is key here. This is Jesus speaking. Um, and he says, Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they keep my word, they will keep yours also. Yeah. And, um, you know, that might be the case. You know, if we... Um, a servant is no greater than his master. Yeah. When they persecuted Christ, mm-hmm. that's what we... Mm-hmm. We should be willing to be persecuted for Christ. Mm-hmm. And then others heard Christ, and they kept his word. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is where, for us, when we go out and evangelize, Chad, you know, a lot of times we we rate success on how many people were brought to the Lord. Yeah. Maybe the success should be we went out and did the work. Yeah. The Lord will add the increase. Yeah. Us doing our job of going out, Yeah, that's a success. Well, and then um, also Re- Revelations 2.10. Yep. Do not fear any of these things which you are about to suffer. What? <laughs> you know, don't fear what I'm about to suffer. What am I yeah. going to suffer? Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison, that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Yeah. What a great promise. That's right. God doesn't break his promises. It's impossible for God to lie. Titus 1, 2. Yeah. Yeah. So if he promises it, it's coming true. Mm -hmm. But also keep in mind, he also promises those who don't follow him, Mm -hmm. depart from me, I never knew you. Yeah. You who practice lawlessness. Mm -hmm. So let's not be them and let's be Mm -hmm. the, the few and faithful. Yeah. Let's be the ones that continue to serve God faithfully until death. Mm-hmm. He will reward us. So this is probably the fastest podcast that we've ever done because we're out of time. Really? Yeah. That's no bueno. Yeah. That's I know a good we, way to end, though. We could keep going, but... Uh, <laughs> we we yeah. need to stop it. Yeah, it's... Uh, but, we got church coming up soon. It's been a great study. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, there's a lot we can learn from Daniel, and um, what a great example to us. You know, would you die for the Lord? Would you Would you be willing to go through what these men went through and stand up with God? Yeah. Against very powerful men. Yeah. That's that's the question that we leave we leave with. So we ought to be more. We ought to be like Daniel and his friends. That's right. Amen. So, all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for being joining us. Well, I've certainly enjoyed the study. I know Dave has, too. And uh, we'll be looking forward to another study with you next week. And we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys.